Welcome back to Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. Thank you all for bearing with me. It's been a while. What, three months, I believe, since the last episode? Thank you all also for continuing to value the show, spread the content, to still be giving you reviews. And guys, it's meant a hell of a lot to me to have these messages from you during this little hiatus, mentioning how much you've missed the show. I do believe that in the last episode, we were on book three, passage three. And this kind of works perfectly with what I've actually been doing in the meantime, in that we pick up at book three, passage four, which is quite a long passage, but it's also going to give me a chance to use a modern analogy that relates directly to my own life over the previous six months in particular, um, which also relates to why I've had to take that time off. And in fact... I'm going to mention now that I'm soon going to be releasing what's going to effectively be a sort of chapter by chapter, episode by episode podcast slash audio book when you kind of put them all together towards the end of a book that I'm writing, which is effectively going to talk about those previous six months, but not just telling the story of this crazy trail of events I ended up getting drawn into and uncovering by way of my ability to think in a way that has brought you this podcast and the other podcasts that I do. Um, Notably, of course, the ads fitness on psychology, human behavior and mental health. It's actually on that podcast that I think I'm going to be releasing these episodes and I will link to that in the show notes. I haven't done the first episode yet, but keep your eyes peeled. I will, of course, mention it on the next show here or whenever it is up, you guys will know. But effectively, that's going to be related to this, but it's actually a story from my own life and what will probably lead to as well, the rewriting of Plato's Republic for Modern Life. It's um, Whilst it's based on true events, or in fact, it is factual events that I'm going to be bringing you, it's going to include things such as evidence as to why Yorkshire has the highest male suicide rates in the UK. And part of the work that I'm doing and have been doing over the previous months is in uncovering a reason as to why that is. There is one specific reason. It's very complicated. But as I introduce you to that path and that reason, I'm going to be bringing you the trail of events and my thought processes along the way as well. So it's going to be a wonderful chance to see how I analyze myself as we go through life and how that ability to analyze and kind of see almost thoughts like a language has been of huge benefit to uncovering this. And then guys, we follow through with a mission to halve that suicide rate. That's all to come. And I'm going to touch on some of this stuff as I go through the explanation as to what Marcus talks about now in book three, passage four. Bear with me with this one. As I mentioned, it is quite a long one. Do not waste the remaining part of your life in thoughts about other people when you are not thinking with reference to some aspect of the common good. Why deprive yourself of the time for some other task 
I mean, thinking about what so-and-so is doing and why. What is he saying or contemplating or plotting? And all that line of thought makes you stray from the close watch of your own directing mind. No, in the sequence of your thoughts, you must avoid all that in casual or aimless and most particularly anything prying or malicious. Train yourself to think only those thoughts such that in answer to the sudden question, what is your mind now? You could say with immediate frankness, whatever it is, this or that. And so your answer can give direct evidence that all your thoughts are straightforward and kindly. The thoughts of a social being who has no regard for the fancies of pleasure or wider indulgence, for rivalry, malice, suspicion or anything else that one would blush to omit was in one's mind. A man such as this, if he postpones no longer his ready pace amongst the best, is in some way a priest, a minister of the gods. He responds to the divinity seated within him, and this renders the man sullied by pleasures, unscathed by any pain, untouched by any wrong, unconscious of any wickedness. A wrestler for the greatest prize of all, to avoid being thrown by any passion, died to the core with justice, embracing with his whole heart all the experience allotted to him. Rarely, and only when there is a great need for the common good, wondering what others may be saying, or doing, or thinking. He has only his own work to bring to fulfilment, and only his own fated allocation from the whole to claim his constant attention. As for his work, he makes it excellent. As for his lot, he is convinced it is good, and each person's appointed lot is both his fellow passenger and his driver. He bears in mind too the kinship of all rational beings, and that caring for all men is in accordance with man's nature. But then nevertheless, he should not hold to the opinions of all, but only of those who live their lives in agreement with nature. He will constantly remind himself what sort of people they are, who do not lead such lives, what they are like both at home and abroad, by night and by day. They and the polluting company they keep, so he disregards even the praise of such men. These are people who are not even satisfied with themselves." Okay, guys, I said it was quite a long one. I was recently reading Plato Dialogue, where Socrates is talking of using rhetoric um, as an art of persuasion to convince people of a perception of a truth, be it an actual truth or not. Now, during that dialogue, he also mentions how he has no skill or desire to have the skill in convincing the many. And that the art of rhetoric is designed to convince the many, to gain a vote, so to speak. And that's why it may be useful for politicians. And Socrates mentions how he would prefer to actually help one see a greater truth. So therefore, truth is not such just because many people believe it, but because it is actually a truth. And if that truth cannot be flawed, cannot be debated from all sides, then it only takes one person then to actually be involved in that debate and to see their mind change and be awakened by this actual truth that then others will follow. It would be much better to be alone 
in a belief of something that one knows is true than to actually hold yourself in esteem just because in that moment you have the belief of others that you are talking the truth even if it proves later on that you are false now the reason I kind of say that is where Marcus during this passage actually touches on this towards the end um, talking about how he will not hold or value the opinions of all or live in their agreements but will actually just value the opinions of those who live in accordance with nature and therefore it's the opinions of those who do not give an opinion or act for self-worth but live their life in accordance with the greater good i.e. with no perspective of self just a perspective of what is best for the greater good those are the opinions to value because think about it look at look at the world that we live in today we don't just have opinions of those that we cross in the street our community we get to see the opinions of anywhere on this planet in any one moment everyone has a different truth now we can either go with like the popular light we can go somewhere in the middle and sit on the fence or many simply like to be in the conspiracy theory bracket what's the actual truth and if you don't know the actual truth speak not of it focus on your own mind and what's good for you and the common good and note the common good again it's putting that greater good before yourself so as Marcus touches on at the start of the passage, do not concern yourself with the thoughts of others or the actions of others. Why are you wasting time with your mind thinking, why does so-and-so do this? Why does so-and-so do that? Well, analyze yourself. That time could be used to analyze yourself or working towards your own life fulfillment. But it's far too easy, particularly in the social media age, to spend our time just gossiping about what other people are doing, what other people believe. You know, we, we can talk badly of others just because they hold a certain belief when in reality what we're actually doing is we're putting ourselves down because we're actually telling ourselves that we don't actually have the ability to show them the truth. You know, if you believe that their belief is so wrong, their actions are so wrong, lead by that example and, and show and guide the way to help others follow and reach their own fulfillment by doing something that in turn is not with their own perception of self in mind, their own self-gain, self-pleasures, or what have you, but they too start acting, searching for truth, and acting in accordance with nature for the greater good. Now, as I touched on at the start, this is a great way for me to use an analogy to something I'm going to be bringing you very soon. Now, that, that story that is... Yeah, the reason behind me taking a hiatus as well. It's something that has been extremely time consuming and leading to some wonderful, wonderful things. As I mentioned, I've already started writing. I'm going to be sharing this chapter by chapter as an audio book as I go along through a podcast. And obviously at the end, you can put them all together. Now, that started with a personal situation, something in my personal life where, yes, someone intended harm of me now my natural reaction is to seek justice the right way by contacting the police at that point a really strange course of events started to unfold and that's what's led to this story 
but I also know it's massively, massively led to the development to an even greater level of my own wisdom, my own ability to talk on these concepts and to create more of my own that I know will be of huge benefit to you guys going forward as well. Some of which I'd already been sharing without you obviously knowing what had been going on in the background with regards to some of the episodes that I put out um, on the psychology show. Okay, again, I will put the link to that show in, in the episode notes. But in a situation like that, most of us will then kind of seek revenge for that on that person who has harmed. Now, what we're actually doing there, two things. Marcus has talked before. It's a famous quote that goes around on the best revenge to be unlike that the, the one who harmed you. If we're actually just going out and wasting our time on a personal revenge, then we're just being the same as that person. We're allowing our mind to be consumed and occupied by another. And we're not actually wasting that time. We're actually harming ourselves by allowing those thoughts to consume us. And we're not doing anything for the greater good. However, as that personal event led to what I later found out was sort of huge corruption within like the Yorkshire police force, the reasons why, and then some things that are happening all over the world that are kind of unknown to most of us, apart from those participating in it, which is, I'll save the reasons for it and what have you, um, as uh, I release the episodes of the story. But ultimately, my own way of thinking and philosophy helped me deal with the personal side very easily. But what I quickly realised was that there was a greater good that I had stumbled onto something for a reason, because everything, remember, happens in accordance with nature. I had been drawn into something because it was me, because of what I do, because of this show, because of the stuff that I'm bringing you. I quickly realized this is why this has happened to me. And I am glad that this harm has happened to me because ultimately it's not harm. There is nothing in nature that does not have equal positive and equal benefits, remember. Okay, it's just how we perceive it. So I instantly know that harm is going to bring an equal benefit. The equal benefit is so great that it's ultimately my life mission opening up before my eyes. And I do believe it will end with writing Plato's Republic for Modern Life. Okay, building off on these shows. But when I realized what I was uncovering was a cause of many, many um, male suicides, and particularly in that area, having the highest male suicide rate in the UK by miles, when you actually realise the reason why, and there is actually a specific cause that's actually allowed and encouraged to happen by those in power in that area, then it does not matter if I've had to flee my home in Leeds recording this podcast. Hopefully you can't tell too much from the sound quality, but recording this podcast in a different location now that I've been able to go back and get my equipment. Because what's happening is I'm in the middle of doing something and going to be releasing content that will ultimately result in a huge investigation, a huge outing of something so big that it is causing many, many men to have suffer mental illness, to suffer like a psychiatric shock effectively, and the reason for that extremely high suicide rate in that area. So all of that fun stuff to come. But it's in knowing how big that was for the greater good 
that I had to pursue it. I, I, my own health, you know, I've had a heart attack along the way, guys. Okay. I think I mentioned this in a previous show and I was in hospital having a heart attack and realizing this is actually happening for a reason too. This is part of life telling me, Adam, that you are in a position right now where you're transitioning so much more to helping people with their minds more than their body. This is a reminder. Keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, that, that seems like a long time ago now that that happened, but it's all happened within the last six months. And I could have left something and just carried on with my life, or I could have gone to the approach that many were taking, just seeking personal revenge. It could have been dealt with a lot quicker. My life would have been much easier. But it's not about living a life that's easy or comfortable, because we only get one. And as I've touched on before, imagine how differently we would live if we actually counted down the days that we have left as as well as we have, this, as, as sorry, with the same kind of certainty as to how many days we have been alive for. We would live our lives very differently. And if I am going to sit here and talk to you and have in the past say how my life is dedicated to that greater good and doing everything that I can to help humanity, then I could not drop something. If it risks my own life in the process, if it meant having a heart attack, if it meant losing like touch with certain people in my family, if it meant battling to get by, battling to stay alive at times, and having to leave my hometown and go back to my old hometown, <laughs> then I I just did what I needed to do and have been doing. So guys, put that into context. You can either take the easy route. You can seek revenge. In doing so, you're just seeking a pleasure, a momentary pleasure. Later down the line, that pleasure won't be there anymore. You may even resent yourself for your own actions. Always be aware of what your mind is thinking. Make sure your mind is focused on what brings you fulfillment in life. Make sure your mind is focused on you, your own analysis, looking at yourself. What are you thinking? Be aware of your mind. And the moment it's off course, direct it back to something that is in, t in tune with nature and is helping the greater good, is improving you as a character and a person. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and the return. I hope to stay with you now. And as I mentioned, in addition to this show, I will be bringing more content elsewhere as well. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you next time.